and welcome back to our podcast, Best Friends and Their Books. This is Shelby and my co-host, Tracy. Uh, today, we're going to be discussing our 2023 um, wrap-up of all of our books and our book of the month, The Seven-Year Slip by Ashley Poston. Poston. Um, and we're ready to get started. Yeah, let's jump right in. What books did you read this December? Um, I read a few books, actually. I read uh, Window Shopping by Tessa Bailey. Um, it was like a romance, uh, kind of like more like a smut romance book. <laughs> um, but I rated it three stars. I didn't, it was like an okay story, um, but I I didn't like it too much. I was like ready for it to be over. Mm. Um, and then I read a really good book um, called Before the Coffee Gets Cold, number one. There's It's a series of four books um and it's a really cool concept like the coffee shop that the characters go to it can like take you back in time um to basically like see anyone that you that has been in that coffee shop before like with you um and like so you can basically like see like your like if you went there like with um someone who's passed away or someone that you're like no longer with or something. And like, you could have like one last conversation or something with them. Cool. Like the, the outcome wouldn't change, but like what you say and stuff, um, you could kind of like make sure they like hear your final word or something like that, but yeah. then it doesn't change any outcome and you have to be able to talk to them before your coffee got cold and you got taken back to the future oh, or the, the present. That's interesting. What's um, the premise of like, yeah, the really next cool. books? It's- like how do you how are you gonna there's four of them is it all about coffee getting cold yeah so there was four different stories like there was four different um characters and like Mm. so like each chapter like based around them so like they would be like totally separate from each other like it'd be like a woman who like went back to see like her ex-boyfriend um because he moved and she wanted to see like if like she wanted to say like her final words or whatever about him moving if he would move back for her and things like that but then the next one was like um I think it was uh, the guy, it was an older married couple um, and the guy has Alzheimer's. And so like she goes oh. back to a time where like he didn't have Alzheimer's. So like they're separate stories, but like they have to like finish their like meeting with that person before the coffee got cold. Yeah. And then they're brought back to the present. And there's like a whole bunch of like rules and stipulations and stuff. I don't know, it was a cool book, but there's four books in the series. So like each book has like four separate like stories. That's cool. I like that. That was a cool concept. I rated it five stars. <laughs> yeah, that's I like want to add that to my TBR. Yeah, um, and they're not. It's like not a very long book. Like it was like only like two hundred fifty pages or something like that. So it was pretty quick. Cool. Um, the next book I read was a memoir called Down the Dream by Julia Fox. Um, do you know who Julia Fox is? No, I was gonna ask because I saw this on your Goodreads and I was like, who is this weirdo? Like, <laughs> she looks so strange. Okay, so the only thing I knew about Julia Fox before I picked up this book was. Um, she dated Kanye for like five seconds after what? Kim and Kanye. After, after Kim and Kim. Kanye? Yeah. <gasps> what? So she was that, she was the girl that dated Kanye. And then she was also that like viral sound on TikTok that was like something like Uncut Gems, like from a while ago. <laughs> when I was on the set of Uncut Gems, it was like a, a viral sound. Oh, wow. Do you remember that one? No, I don't. <laughs> um, so that was the only thing I knew about her. But I kept seeing everyone saying this memoir was like so good. So I read it and it was freaking amazing. Like I (laughs) cannot, like I had no idea who this woman was. 
I know everything about her life. Like <laughs> it was the best storytelling I have ever read. Like what? I Julia I Fox. That's her name. Julia Fox. But she yeah. has to be a little out there to date Kanye, knowing everything that happened with him and Kim, right? Oh yeah, like she was definitely like a little bit out there. Okay. Um, her book is just—it's just so crazy. Like all the stories that she has. But what does she do? Really like, like it? How but... is she famous? Like who? Like what does she do? She so she's an actress now. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, I the film that she was in was called Uncut Gems, and Adam <laughs> Sandler, Adam Sandler was in it. So I don't oh. know if it was like big or small or whatever. I never watched it. I've never heard of it. Yeah, I never heard of that. Um, she did a few other like smaller things, and she was like a model and like, hmm. um, I don't know it. I don't really like the one thing like I would say about the book is it doesn't really like show her like rise to fame. I mean, Kanye definitely like helped her make her like a bigger name and whatnot, but she was kind of like, I don't even want to say like a socialite of like New York city, like, because she wasn't like rich or anything. Yeah. Like, I feel like to be a socialite, you'd be like rich. Like, I don't know. She was just like a New York girly, like, that's so crazy. And like, I don't know. She has a crazy life and the storytelling is wild and, I'm so intrigued. Okay, now. It was so good. Okay. <laughs> but like I like I said, I like I don't know if you will like it to be honest. Like there was a lot of like uh like drugs and stuff like that in the book. Like yeah. if you're not really like wanting to read something <laughs> like that, <laughs> it might not be everyone's like cup of tea. And I mean like drugs aren't my cup of tea either. Like <laughs> But it was very it was just interesting to read about. Like, I don't yeah. know. I'm intrigued. Um, and then my last book that I read was Our Book of the Month, The Seven Year Slip. And mm-hmm. I will tell you all what I rated it later. Perfecto. What about you? This month I read, I had to like get my Goodreads bits in. I was kind of falling behind this year. So um, I like picked up a lot of memoirs this, this month actually too. I don't know. I, I read them really quick. That's why I picked them up because I usually do get really like into like the story. Um, so I read Matthew Perry's memoir, um, which was, I listened to it on audiobook, which is like in his voice. And it was like so sad because it like focused a lot on his struggle with addiction, which is like a lot about drugs, um, and alcohol. And it was just like, so heartbreaking to read that in hindsight of him passing. Um, like it was, I was, that was a good, it was very well written. Um, but it was like really heartbreaking. And then I also listened to Joanna Gaines' memoir, um, which she, like, in the duo of her and Chip, like, Chip is also, has been the one that is more, like, um, you know, out and loud and, like, talking. And I read his um, book, Capital Gains, a while ago um, in their story together. But I don't, you don't really hear as much, I don't think, from Joanna and, like, her, like, history and her, like, childhood and such. So it was, it was nice. Um to hear her side and like her struggles with being like an Asian American, but it wasn't like the best memoir. Um, unfortunately, because I do love her so much, but my favorite memoir of this month was definitely Paris Hilton's like best. I'm going to read that one. She has ADHD and she talks about that. And I have ADHD. And the thing that bugged me is she's like, has no concept of time which i totally understand because i have issues with this too but it was very like non-chronological which confused the crap out of me we'd be like talking about her childhood and then all of a sudden we jump and she's 30 years old and like i'm like where are we what are we doing like <laughs> so kind of like britney's book <laughs> there were similar like yeah it, it was like kind of confusing at times but it was very paris and i really liked that um as far as novels go i read 
um the 12 dates of christmas was like my christmas ebook i picked this year um it was all right um i read the mystery guest which is the duo of the maid the sequel Mm-hmm. Which I love so much. I love the main character, Molly the Maid. She's probably one of my favorite non-fictional characters of all time. She's so amazing. And then I read um, The Fine Print and Remarkably Bright Creatures, which was probably my favorite of this month um, and finished up the month with our book, The Seven Year Slip. So it was a it was a lot of good reads in December. A good way to finish. Yeah, finish heavy the month. year. <clears throat> um. Okay. So the next thing that we want to discuss is our rankings of the books that we've um read for the podcast, um, as well as uh, as well as our recap of our book of our books of the month. Mm-hmm. Um. So I have this handy dandy spreadsheet where I keep all of our ratings for the books for the podcast. Um, so I just want to kind of like, I don't know, just like discuss like our thoughts about them now. Like some of them we obviously read like 12 months ago. Crazy um, and then I'm just going to go ahead and put our top books right here. Cause we rated our average um, rating for four of them was a five. So both of us rated it five. Good. Um, so for that, we have A Woman Is No Man by Etoff Rum. Um, I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. Uh, the Woman and Me by Britney Spears. And Hello Beautiful by Anne Napolitano. Um, so that's cool. I feel like we read A Woman Is No Man literally so long ago. <laughs> I know. And it's one of those books, though, that I still, like, think back of it and get, like, like it, it tugs at my heartstrings still. Like it has really stuck with me. Yeah, I know. I I look back at that one. She actually has a new book. I don't know when it came out. I think it came out like a couple months ago, and I'm like tempted to go pick it up again. Um, because I thought that a woman is no man was so good. It was. That's um, good to know. I would I just, love to. I read. look back at that. I look back at that one, and I'm just like, that was a really good book. <laughs> that, yeah, for sure. Um, I feel the same way about the Jeanette McCurdy. I'm glad my mom died. I. I feel like she has just like one of those stories that like kind of sticks with you. So it's like one of those memoirs that I feel like everyone could read and enjoy. Like, like yeah. we were saying when we read it, we, neither one of us were like Jeanette McCurdy fans, but like, yeah. One of the best memoirs I've probably ever read. Yeah. It, it hasn't stuck with me as much. And I don't know if it's because I just read like a whole buttload of memoirs. <laughs> so like, I'm like, it's kind of like yeah. getting lost in the weeds because Paris is so strong on my mind right now but I do remember reading that and just feeling like yeah like it was very well written it was so solid yeah um then we read the soulmate by Sally Hepworth um and I'm like a Sally Hepworth stan Mm -hmm. um but like I kind of look back on this book and I I rated it 4.5 you also rated it 4.5 and I don't know, like, it's not really sticking out to me. Like, I remember, like, certain things about it, but it's not really, like, super memorable. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, I couldn't tell you the storyline right now. I just remember a cliff. <laughs> like, that's all. I just think I, of yeah, a cliff. Yeah, I remember the cliff. Yeah. And then the unreliable husband. Yeah. Basically. Um, but I don't know. It's probably not. I think if I were to rate it now, I don't think I'd rate it 4.5. Just, like, my, like. Yeah. It's not holding that strong. Looking back on it. No. Um, then we read The Happy Place by Emily Henry. Um, we both did not really enjoy. Um, I would still say I look back on that one and I'm kind of like, 
Eh. Hmm. I love it. Like, it's so pretty. It's like the prettiest color pink. I see these people that love Emily Henry and I want to be like, I want to too, but I just, yeah, I just not. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm pretty happy with that rating. Yeah. I would say that same. Then we read the fourth wing, which is like the book of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I rated it 3.5 and you rated it a four. I feel like I honestly could have rated it higher thinking back on it. <laughs> really? And I, I think maybe it's like the hype, the hype that's been around it. I know I didn't read Iron Flame. Yeah. So like, and I still don't plan to read Iron Flame. I'm just like, I, I'm just not. Um, But I feel like I, it was a good book. Yeah. I'll give it that. I feel like I was so taken back with it. I thought it was so like kind of poorly written. Yeah. Um, I do remember that. Yeah, I think so. I think I stand by my four stars. Yeah. And after reading think, Iron Flame, like I have similar like issues with the writing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would agree. I think I would move mine up to a four now if I were to rate it. Like looking back. Yeah. Um. Then we read Love Theoretically by Allie Hazelwood. I gave it a four, and you gave it a two. <laughs> That's so harsh. I think it was so irritated with that book. Like I just like. I don't know. I had already read an Allie Hazelwood's like book. So like it felt so similar to me that I felt like I was like kind of reading the same book. So I think if I read one of hers, like I could do without reading anymore, even Mm -hmm. though I did just buy on an audible um, checkmate, I think, because I saw that it was like really good. And so I'm going to give it another try, but I still stand by that. It's like, I don't remember anything about love theoretically, like at all. I don't, the scene that like sticks out to me is like, in the snow when she like has like a like a little mental breakdown and like they go back to her his apartment or whatever I don't know why but that's like the scene that sticks out to me in that book because she was like there was a misunderstanding and she like runs away oh and- yeah because it's like the other professor lady shows up or whatever yeah, yeah. and um, she it was- finds out that she didn't get it at that time it was so similar to love Hy- hypothesis like and I didn't read that so maybe that's why I like rated it a four yeah I even like in my head looking back on both of those books they mesh together like I couldn't tell you the difference in those books (laughs) (laughs) like they're the same book I don't know um the next book we read was the house in the cerulean sea we both rated it a three Mm. um yeah I think the three is probably where I would I'm sticking with that like that's fine yeah it was meh yeah meh then we read none of this is true by Lisa Jewell we both oh I rated it a four you rated a 4.5 um that seems solid also. I thought it was a good thriller, but nothing really that like Yeah, I'd probably take it to a that, four. Like, punch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I can't really remember now. I, I felt like really like twisty after I read it and I was like, ooh, that was so twisty. And like yeah. now I kind of don't really like it doesn't I think a four is fine. Yeah. It's our most listened to podcast episode though. So yeah. it must people must have really liked that book. Um the next book we read was The Woman and Me by Britney Spears. We both gave it five stars. Um and mostly out of like just like kind of like a a rule about doing five stars for memoirs but I think I would still give it five stars like it was it was nice to hear her voice from not being able to for so long and yeah yeah see what she had to say Queen but it left me with way more questions yeah that's true Queen Britney forever but yeah I'm not gonna like I don't know it could have been written a little bit better that's all I gotta say like now looking back like I was so happy to just have anything from her I think I gave it a five but like I don't know, looking back, it wasn't, like, the best one I've ever read. Yeah, it definitely, like, like I said, left left me with more questions about 
her that I didn't have before. And some of the stories that she were, she was telling like the way that they, she was like the biggest pop star at the time. And I just feel like some of the things that happened to her, I was like, no one was like, like you had like every resource available to you. And like, yeah. Not saying like not saying the stuff with the conservatorship, but like there were things like that happened before the conservatorship. Yeah. Um, where I was kind of like like no one protected you at all. Like you had like every resource available to you. Yeah. So that's why sometimes I kind of questioned like a little bit of what she was saying. Like, I questioned it because some of her stories made absolutely no sense. It's like how do we get here? What happened? Like I don't know. The police don't just like come to your house without being like I don't know. Like it just like it was like felt like we were kind of hearing just her side which is totally her right and telling her memoir but yeah I don't know it was like, like some things were strange yeah it's like I wish I could like be like hey Brittany I'm reading this chapter right now like send her like a little DM be like <laughs> can you answer these questions because like I don't know how this got from like point a to point z <laughs> yeah seriously um and then we read hello beautiful by mm. Anne Napolitano we both rated that five stars Oh. And I just thought it was a it was a nice beautiful book. It was very beautifully written, and it makes me want to go back and read Little Women again. Like it was just, oh. it was good. I loved it. Um, and then we have our book of the month for December, the Seven Year Slip, which we are also reviewing today. I rated it three point five, and Tracy rated it four point oh. Um, and we're just going to discuss like all of our feelings with like that book. Um, once we break it, get into it. Um. My average rating for the 2023 year out of all the books is 4.14, and Tracy's was 4.09. Ooh, we're so close. <laughs> What'd you say? We were so close. I know. Um, and then that makes our average rating together 4.11. That's great. We picked good books no. this year. We did, actually. Like, Okay, so I also, in my spreadsheet, put the Goodreads rating in like a separate column, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to like bore everyone with that but I want to just say that uh 10 out of the 11 are all are above four um 4.0 like they're like four point like blah 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 yeah uh the only one that was goodreads rated below a four was the soulmate hmm. why did I guess that one in my head before you said that I kind of knew it would be that I don't know why really yeah it was 3.83 for goodreads for those dang 3.83 for the soulmate yeah the one that was highest rated was uh, Fourth Wing. Okay. I should have been able to guess that. Interesting. All righty. Anyways, that's for the people that love to, like, you know, nerd out over, like, little, like, spreadsheets like that. <laughs> that little segment <laughs> was for you. <laughs> okay, that segment was mostly for me, I guess. But <laughs> um, okay, so another fun thing that we're going to do today um, is we're going to do like 2023 superlatives. So we have a list of questions, um, like most likely to, or like best blank. And we're going to say what our personal choice out of the 11 books we read this year for that prompt is. Yes. All right. The first one, which book do you think is most likely to become a classic? I think like I would love to say Hello Beautiful because it feels like so classic in the way it's structured off of Little Women, um, but I I think it's gonna be Fourth Wing. Oh, okay. I mine was Hello Beautiful. Okay. I think like you were saying, like I just feel like it has like 
the component of being based off of like little women and like the nod to it throughout the book. Yeah. I feel like it will. Yeah. Classic. And like, it's not, it's not like too romancy. It's not like too anything. Like I feel like it's like kind of perfect. I, I, I like, I would love to see that, but like fourth wing has the hype that I don't think is going to die down like anytime soon. So that's true. I would be interested to see a fourth wing become like classic since it's like a fantasy book. Like mm-hmm. no? there's lots of fantasy classics. Is there Yeah, like Lord of the Rings, like Harry Potter will become a classic one day. Like, oh, I guess I'm like thinking more like, um, like I can't remember the Lion, the witch no. and the wardrobe. I gotcha. Um, which do you think is most likely to have a sequel? I know there's already like one that has a sequel, but. Oh yeah. Um, that's a hard one. I'd love to say Britney is going to have a sequel. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, I feel like we have so many questions at the end of some of these anyways. Um, I could definitely see the woman in me also having a sequel if she ever wants to elaborate you get in this medium um what do you think is most likely to be made into a show or a movie oof i mean the fourth wing probably yeah i feel like that's like a very obvious one that should be made into a show or do you think it'd be made into a show or a movie a movie a movie i would hope so i don't know i feel like i don't know i could also see seven year slip becoming into like a cute little rom-com yeah i could see that too i'd like that yeah um what do you which book do you think was like an underrated hit like it's not like you know book talky bookstagrammy like it's just kind of like underrated but it like hit ah that's a hard one i because most of these are pretty like bookstagrammy um yeah so i i don't know a woman (laughs) Oh, sorry, my cat just knocked something off my bed. Um, a woman is no man, I would say. Yeah. As I agree. I was like about to just like cut you off and be like, a woman is a man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like that's like underrated because I really don't see that a lot anymore. Or I don't know if I ever really did. I know it's like pretty popular, but like I don't you don't see it like shoved in your face, basically. Yeah. I feel that. Um most likely to recommend to a friend. I mean, I've recommended almost all of these to my friends. Even <laughs> if I didn't like them, I was like, oh, you should still read this. Um, or you would like that. Um, but I think that I would recommend out of all of these Hello Beautiful. And I've already, like, made my mom read it. Um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that or, like, kind of coming out of left field, I'm glad my mom died. I feel like that one's, like, yeah, one that I feel comfortable, like, recommending to, like, a wide range of That's people. true. Yeah. Because some of these, like, I feel like I'd be like, oh, no, like, I would not recommend that to you at all. Like, it'd be like, it would depend on the friend. But I just feel like that one's, like, such, like, a good. Yeah. That's true. I don't know. I agree. All right. And now I I broke down all of our books into, like, their genre category. Mm-hmm. And then we're just going to pick which one is our favorite out of those. So best memoir out of the Jeanette McCurdy and Britney Spears book. Which, which one would you say is your best? I is think, the best? I think Brittany. I'm going Jeanette McCurdy. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like hers, like, like with Brittany was like, a Brittany was like a little bit like, um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I like messy. Like I just like, didn't yeah. have, I had like questions like, and I feel like Jeanette was like, 
entertaining and kind of very detailed in a way. So that's why I'm, I feel like that's why I picked hers. Yeah. I just feel like I cared more about Brittany. Like, like we said, like I wasn't like a Jeanette fan, which I think was a really good book, but like, I just had more like heart behind Brittany's. No, that's so true. All right. Best thriller out of none of this is true. And the soulmate. None of this is true. Me too. Yeah. And I think I actually rated the soulmate higher. I'd have to go back and look at the spreadsheet, but, um, Best fiction out of A Woman Is No Man, Hello Beautiful, and The House in the Cerulean Sea. That's so hard because I I think that A Woman Is No Man and Hello Beautiful would be like neck and neck for me. They literally are. Yeah. Um, I for me it's A Woman Is No Man. Mm-hmm. I'll but... say Hello Beautiful then to spice it up. <laughs> <laughs> and then best romance, I threw in Fourth Wing to this category um because otherwise it would just kind of be left out because we didn't read multiple fantasy books yeah so for romance um it's happy place love theoretically seven year slip or fourth wing i'd say seven year slip i think so too that or honestly fourth wing yeah that or fourth wing yeah because happy place and love theoretically not my jam but i did i did like love theoretically i rated it higher than all of these mm-hmm. but it kind of, it just kind of slips into the background a little bit maybe yeah. it's because my brain is kind of fresh with seven year slip yeah so anyways that was our little 2023 books wrap up all right before we hop into the questions i'm going to read the synopsis for our book of the month the seven year slip it goes An overworked book publicist with a perfectly planned future hits a snag when she falls in love with her temporary roommate, only to discover he lives seven years in the past in this witty and wise new novel from the New York Times bestselling author of The Dead Romantics. Sometimes the worst day of your life happens and you have to figure out how to live after it. So Clementine forms a plan to keep her heart work hard, find someone decent to love, and try to remember to chase the moon. The last one is silly and obviously metaphorical, but her aunt always told her that you needed at least one big dream to keep going. And for the last year, the plan has gone off without a hitch, mostly. The love part is hard because she doesn't want to get too close to anyone. She isn't sure her heart can take it. And then she finds a strange man standing in the kitchen of her late aunt's apartment, a man with kind eyes and a southern draw and a taste for lemon pies. The kind of man that, before it all, she would have fallen head over heels for, and she might again. Except he exists in the past, seven years ago to be exact, and she quite literally lives seven years in his future. Her aunt always said the apartment was a pinch in time, a place where moments blended together like watercolors. And Clementine knows that if she lets her heart fall, she'll be doomed. After all, love is never a matter of time, but a matter of timing. That's a really good synopsis. Yeah. Really long synopsis. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So question number one, Um, we got most of these from the the back of the book. um, And then a couple are our own. Um, the apartment can only, only travel seven years into the future or the past. Would you travel seven years into either the past or the future? And if so, who would you want to meet there and why? I would choose the future. Um, I'm thinking what was seven years ago that that was 2017. Um, Oh my gosh. (laughs) I don't know. There's nothing I really want with 2017. I don't think, um, like, I, I don't know. I think I'd much rather be in the future. And I think I would be curious to see how my family has, like, evolved yeah. in that time. Um, like, how many kids I have. Like, what kind of job I have. Um, you know, just things of that nature. 
I don't feel like I'd want to see the future because I don't want to see anything I wouldn't want to know. Like, I don't know. Like, if something, like, happened to someone that I love or, like, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't want to know about the bad stuff if it happened, like, prior. Um, Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I would be (laughs) interested to go seven years in the past, like, because – like 2017 is the year I was pregnant with like my first baby. So I would love to like have that post mom person to like to talk to. Like I would lo- like, Oh, that's cute. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to like, I don't know. That's like a good thought. Sometimes. Yeah, no, I like that. That's a, that's a good idea. Yeah. righty. What did you think of the time travel mystery? I'm normally anti-time travel, anti-magic um, in books. Yeah. Are you? Um. So we read the one Italian summer, right? And the time travel and that was like a little like wonky and weird and I did not care for it yeah. at all. But one of my top favorite books for 2023 was This Time Tomorrow, which was a very similar story where like she time travels back in time and like with her dad. Um and like I see like the dad was kind of like a Clementine's aunt like in the parallel but I loved that one it was like my top five and then this one I think it was very well done like I do too it wasn't too much it was just like right the right amount like it was very clear what was in the past and what was in the future like it wasn't confusing in any way for me so I think that this was good I also like that she didn't like keep it a secret I mean aside from like her two best friends but like her and Iwan both yeah. knew about the the apartment's like magic and stuff like it wasn't like this like kind of like cornier timeline where like she has to keep it a secret from everyone like yeah like he knew mm-hmm. and they were able to like kind of like talk about it like in the future yeah um so I feel like that made it a lot better yeah and me. her aunt um, told them like too so it wasn't like surprise yeah. her because her aunt had already like told her about it yeah I just I thought it was like pr- on like a scale of good and bad um yeah. like time travel kind of book it was definitely on the better side for me at the end of the book clementine sets off on a new adventure after she realized that she has changed and she began began her publishing career have you ever thought about changing careers why and did you um i do think about it sometimes because i feel like um there were whenever i chose my major in college like there were definitely like other things that i was like interested in um obviously like as humans we have multiple interests in you know choosing like what kind of field you want to go in is like a really hard thing to decide yeah so I um I definitely think about that sometimes like what if I had like chosen a major like teaching or like something a little bit more creative like more artsy um or just like I don't know um so I do think about like what my life would be like if I had chosen like a different career path um I kind of am changing my career like a tiny tiny bit right now like I'm working I'll be working for the same place um but my like I mean I'm getting it I I'm starting a new job at the end of this month but it's like very different I was in like the um like finance and accounting field and now I'm kind of moving over to like the contracting and purchasing side so it's like it's relatable, but it's definitely different. So I guess I kind of, I am switching up my career a little bit. It'll have a little bit of more different types of opportunities than I guess what I was currently in. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah. I know I started college as an education major. Well, I wanted to major in art, but my mom told me I wasn't allowed to do that. So then I chose education and then like, 
halfway through college, like started marketing for Chick-fil-A and like fell into marketing. So now it's been like 12 years that I've done marketing. So I haven't changed since then, but I definitely like don't think about changing. Like I feel like I found like what I like really love to do and like I'm went and got my master's in marketing and now I'm about to go get my doctorate in marketing. So I definitely like feel like I changed like briefly in the beginning, but I like I feel like my path like led me like right to where I like wanted to be. Yeah. Um, in the culinary world, it is easy to say that the Michelin starred restaurants are the best, but we all know that they dive bar. We all know one dive bar we'd kill for. What are some of your favorite restaurants and why? Um, I feel like I haven't had like a favorite in a really long time. I used to be like a little bit, I've, when I worked in restaurants, I feel like I was a little bit more adventurous at like going and trying like new places and stuff. Um. But I would say now my favorite is this place called Iron Age. Um, and it's like a Korean barbecue mm. place. And you like cook the meat like on this little like grill that's like in the, inside the table. And like mm-hmm. you do it yourself. Kind of like when you go to like fondue and like you do it at your own table. Yeah. Um, but it's like neat and it's so good. And they have like a bunch of dipping sauces and like mm. rice and like veggies. And like it's just really good. And it's kind of like all you can eat. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Can't go wrong. Yeah, me and uh, my boyfriend used to go all the time. Um and now we just we went actually this week, so maybe that's why it's like in the top of my head. It is the first time we went in a long time. Yeah. But yeah, I guess that's my favorite. <laughs> I have like such a hard time because like we moved to Colorado a couple years ago and I feel like Colorado like no offense to Coloradans, but like there's no good food here in my opinion. Like it's all pretty like basic American food. But yeah. I will say that when I, like, go back to Maryland, like, I'm going to go somewhere that has, like, some good seafood and good crab stuff. But, like, Texas is, like, holds my heart. Like, I have so many favorite restaurants. And when I go back to visit, like, I have to go to these places. So, like, there's one place called Root Cellar that's, like, my all-time favorite restaurant in downtown San Marcos. And then, like, I have, like, Salt Lake Barbecue. Cannot go wrong with that. Like, so many different, like, Mexican spots. So, like, those would be, like my favorite but I'm having I think that's probably my I don't eat out a lot now just like having three kids and like I don't know I I think a big thing too is just being in Colorado like there's nothing really like known for anything here and I like haven't gone anywhere like me and my husband have gone out to we we even took a food tour in downtown Colorado Springs I went to like a few different restaurants on the food tour and it's just like and those are like nice nice restaurants like but Mm -hmm. it was just like nothing like I don't know it's nothing's like special to me here I don't know why yeah I also like you could like drop me into like any Italian restaurant and I would like, that's like probably my favorite. Like, you know, uh, that's my least favorite. <laughs> I, mean, I hate, really? I hate Italian food. Oh I like, gosh. don't like red sauces. I'm like not a bread person. It makes my stomach hurt. Like I cannot like, Oh man. <laughs> I think maybe my next favorite restaurant is probably anywhere. That's like Italian. There's this place in the city in Baltimore. That's called Soto Sopra. And it's, like, a fancier, like, Italian place. Mm. And it is so good. Like, I, like, after I ate there the first time, like, I thought about their bolognese for (laughs) a long time. Like, longer than I'd like to admit. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, Do you think a chef who invents new recipes and flavors is more talented than a chef who perfects an old but exquisite recipe? Um, yeah, I think a chef who invents new recipes is more talented um just because it takes a little bit more creativity um trial and error like 
if you're just perfecting an old exquisite recipe, like you already know the recipe, you're just making tweaks to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I worked in a restaurant for a really long time, uh, not like cooking, but doing other things in res- in the restaurant. Um, and I would say the chefs that I remember most are the more creative ones who made things that I had never really like heard of before. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of like more like experimental. It's like, so to me, that's like someone who stands out, um, and is like more talented, but that's just an opinion. Yeah. I like <laughs> only worked at a restaurant for like a very like minor time. And we had one head chef like the whole time. And I don't really have much to go off, but I just do remember him like perfecting older, like mac and cheese. Like, I don't know how the man did it, but he made like the best mac and cheese like I've ever tasted. So like, I feel like it's like, I'm not like a foodie by any means. I don't really like food that much, honestly, but I think that there's two different talents and like, they can't really be compared. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. Like, I think that they both hold a place. That's true. Um... If you had a plane ticket anywhere in the world, where would you go? And where do you think Clementine went? I think Clementine went to Iceland. Yeah. Because they spoke about that trip a lot in the book. um, And it was the one that she was supposed to go on with her aunt Mm -hmm. at one point, I believe. I think it was that August. um, But then her aunt died in January. That was where they were supposed to go, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah, and then her so aunt I think that's her. where she went. And I feel like they should have wrote that part in the book. I know, like, like her aunt mailed like a, her the like uh guide for Iceland. Yeah. So it's like, why can't we just say we're going to Iceland? I don't understand. Yeah, I feel like that would have, and like she would have like had this like, um, I don't know. I feel like it would sort of been a good ending, like seeing her in Iceland, like living out like the vacation she was supposed to with her aunt. Yeah, like a full circle moment. Yeah, I think if I had a plane ticket to go anywhere in the world, this is so tough because mm. I have like my list is so long, literally yeah. so long. Um, I would love to do like a little like Europe, European travel trip to like Italy, Greece, and then like I'd also think it'd be really cool to do like um, I don't know, just like honestly anywhere in Europe would be really cool. But then I also think it'd be really cool to do like the South Asian places like thailand or like mm. singapore yeah. or like um i think like the maldives and stuff like please don't come at me if i'm like really wrong about that but i think that's down there too <laughs> um so like two totally different yeah vibes but i think that's that i'd go to one of those <laughs> yeah for sure um yeah, I agree with the Iceland thing. Like, I definitely think that Clementine went to Iceland, but I think that they might, she might have, like, left it open-ended because I think Clementine will become a, a traveler like her aunt, and so she's going to go so many different places, and that's kind of, like, the metaphor I'm picking up there, like, the... Yeah. Um, but... She's, like, quitting her job and stuff. Like, yeah. I feel like she's, like, she's realizing things, you know? Yeah, she's going to live into her aunt's, like, lifestyle um, because she did say, like, how much she was like her aunt. Um, if I had a plane ticket to go anywhere, I really want to go to New Zealand. Um, I do want to go to Europe. My husband and I have talked about getting stationed there and then being able to like just explore all of Europe. So that's like kind mm-hmm. of like one of our goals. Um, but yeah, I also love to go to anywhere in Asia besides like North Korea. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I love all like the like I love Asian food and like the, their cultures. Yeah. Like I'd love to go to Japan. Or Japan, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my husband lived in Japan for a long time. And I was supposed to go visit him, but. 
never happened, so we have to go back soon, I guess. Alrighty. Um, at the end of the book, Clementine meets her aunt at the magical apartment, but we weren't given the details. What transpired? Do you think Clementine got the closure that she needed? Um, I don't know if I would say she got the closure closure she needed. This part of the book almost completely like skipped past me. Like it was such a short chapter and like such a short like uh detail that happened. And then when I we were going over our questions for this book and Tracy mentioned this one. I was like, when did the aunt go to the apartment? <laughs> like, I totally forgot about it. It was in my brain. Like, it was like, mm, like, it, it didn't happen almost. But then Tracy was like, oh, my God. Like, it was your favorite, one of your favorite parts, right? Yeah, I think this was my favorite part of the book because I was like, uh, yeah, like, I think it was like, it was like a very small part where like written in, but like, it's like, was like the major theme of the book to me. Like, it was like, I don't know, yeah. like, the biggest part. I feel like she, like, I feel like her closure was, like, her aunt just, like, she got to see her aunt one more time, and it mm -hmm. just kind of, like, things were, like, things in the book were kind of falling into place. Like, um, I'm pretty sure it happened after her friend got the deal mm -hmm. to publish his cookbook. Like, you know, her and him were, like, on a good spot, like, you know, falling in love and everything, and it just kind of felt like a her aunt just, like, sitting there, like, just happy for her type of thing. Yeah. Um, it, like, I guess because her aunt was seven years prior, so her aunt, like, made the, may or may not have made the choice to end her life, and so she wouldn't know that seven years prior, so maybe she won't get the closure for that answer, but I do think it's, like, she was saying goodbye to the apartment, so it was, like, really sweet that she could say goodbye to her aunt, too, and, yeah, and it was, like, super meaningful. Um, would you read another book by this author? I think I would, because I liked the way that she wrote, mm -hmm. um, I thought like I don't know it it flowed very well. It, I feel like in between the chapters, it wasn't like she was like hopping all over the place. Like everything was very um, I don't know. Everything kind of made sense and fell into place when she was in her writing. Yeah. So I think I think I would write read another book by her. I don't know if I would read like another sequel book like this, but yeah. uh, a sequel to this book, I mean. Mm -hmm. But I would read another. Yeah, I think I would too. How about you? Yeah, I I think I I really did enjoy her writing and I liked like the parallel stories and I just really liked like the yeah. Her I feel like you can really mess up time travel and like yes. magic in books and I think she did a good job with it too. So yeah, for sure. What were your thoughts on this book as a whole? Um, I did like this book. As we all know, I'm not really like a romance reader. Um, I did like it. I rated it three point five stars. Um, like, I don't know, I didn't, like, feel like I loved it by any means, and kind of by the end, I was just, like, really ready for the book to be over, you know? Yeah. It was I think, good, but it wasn't, like, great for me. Yeah. I was, like, eager to read it. Like, I really, like, wanted to pick it up, like, especially once it got towards, like, through the halfway mark. Like, I was, like, okay, what's gonna happen? Like, I was really, like, drawn into reading it, and then, um, I was kind of leaning, like, on like a three stars at first because I don't like romance that much and it just wasn't like hitting me but I do think when the aunt came back and like that parallel came and then like Clementine like the way the ending wrapped up like it really like tugged my heartstrings and like made me give it a four yeah and so our book for January is going to be Bright Young Women by Jessica Knoll yay I'm so excited for that one 
Me too. I like the cover. It's very cool. It is cool. <laughs> if we're judging books by their covers. Which we do. We do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, we will see you next month. And happy 2024. Happy 2024. <laughs>